Spaced Out Podcast. We got J-O-B official in the house. I appreciate you coming through. So the brutality, baby, I'm here. Buffalo, what up? So tell me about uh, these projects you're going to have coming out. Well, shoot. Uh, First off, you know, I want to say thanks again for letting me come up on your platform. You know what I'm saying? To talk about, you know, just what I got going on. Um, first, I, uh, before I get to that, I want to just, you know, kind of talk about the beginning, how I got started. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm from Niagara Falls, New York. Okay. Uh, you know, my mother was in Buffalo. She spent a lot of time with Buffalo. You know, I'm always back and forth. Got family here. And I love it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I love the culture, the music. But, you know, everything started with me, uh, you know, in church, music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got just the love of music being around the musicians in church. My daddy was a, a deacon of a church and uh, came from down south. You know, my pops was born in 1943. Okay. So he was born in that, like, you know, that that segregated Jim Crow era in the south. Yeah. So it was because uh, just the, and then, you know, around that time, you know, it was always some Sam Cooke on the radio, some Aretha Franklin, some Ray Charles, a lot of soul music was hitting the airwaves. And it was because of that, those old records that my pops was playing, old gospel artists, Five Black Boys of Alabama, Mighty Claus of Joy, you know, just people like that. Shirley Caesar, he started to play all of that in our house. I came from a real strict household, a really strict household. My mama left uh, when I was around three years old because she was dealing with her crack addiction. And that's where she spent a lot of time in Niagara Falls and Buffalo, you know, battling, going through what she was going through. But while, you know, God was watching over her through those times, I was in a career listening to a lot of the records that my pops was playing to get us through the hard times. So he would play, you know, like I said, all those records. And I just felt, and I would see how the music would move him. And one of the things I loved about best about my father is a lot of the times church folk get to a place where they don't want to listen to secular music. But I feel like what everybody needs to understand is, you know, what I'm seeing a lot right now is a lot of artists, a lot of holier than thou people, acting like they can't hear a West Side Gun or they can't hear a Benny the Butcher. But at the same time, we all, I feel like as a people, we have to understand that these brothers is talking about what they experience in, in, in their household and their life. So before we come and attack these brothers for what they're talking about, I feel like we have to do what we have to take them back to what Jesus did before we judge somebody and talk about what they're doing. Do the same thing he did with Mary Magdalena, who slept with half the fucking village. He, you know, sat and he listened to her and he talked to her. He listened to what she had to say before he passed judgment on that person. So that's why, you know, um, I'm, uh, I'm really happy that my pops chose to play the type of music he did because it forced me to have a, a strong understanding about things before I even picked up my first microphone. I came from a strict household. My pops would not let any rap music play in the house. I, would only, I was only allowed to listen to Michael Jackson. You know what I'm saying? Gospel music, Michael Jackson. So when I turned 16 years old, 14, I'm sorry, I was riding around with an uncle of mine. 
and my uncle was uh he played this song and it changed my life forever he played tupac's dear mama and when i heard that record i said to myself man i want to do something like that i want to make people feel like that you know but I, uh and even though my mama wasn't around i still wanted to make people feel like that you know what i'm saying with the record you know what i'm saying so I went home and my friends didn't know it, but I started to just write. First, it started off as like little poetry here and there. You know, I was writing to just impress certain girls at school, you know, and then it, uh, it led to just really, really writing rhymes and really wanting to take it seriously. But even then, I still had a lot of growing to do. You know, I was still in my teenage years. So I moved to uh, I moved down south after I got into a little uh, thing. You know, I was running rampant. You know, I was uh, making poor decisions and uh, I moved down south. We stayed in Arlington, Georgia, and in Arlington, Georgia, it's a population of around a thousand people. It's a real small town. And uh, my, my, my last, my real last name is Boyd, you know, which is a slave name. And the statue of the guy who owned my great, great, great grandfather's is still there in the heart of Arlington, Georgia. So with that reminder being there, I knew that I had to do not only my own research, but I knew I had to just I wanted to I wanted to be more than, than what I was raised around. So I got, so when I went to Georgia, I listened to, I was, I was, I was pretty much isolated. You know, I started to listen to a lot of just, uh, just really listening to hip hop music. And then I started to really go through my own struggles. So that's what made me want to just really just take, you know, take music seriously. So when I got to, when I moved back down to Niagara Falls, fast forward, I'm, I'm like 18, 19 years old. Um, you know, I got my first job working at Sheraton's Hotel by, you know, remember back in the days when people who were in the church, they would help young brothers get get the job instead of telling them to get a job. Mm -hmm. So the bishop that I, shout out to Bishop Brinson from Niagara Falls, New York, who passed away, Covenant of Grace Ministries, you know, great man, a man who stood, uh, who, who walked it like he talked it, who went ahead and saw a young broke brother who had shorts on and a dirty T-shirt. He went ahead and two words, I don't even know what he said to the dude, but he got me the job. And when I got the job, I was able to finally pay for a little bit of studio time. So it was because of him that he, you know, that I was even, because my dad didn't believe in it at all, you know. I went ahead and paid for studio time, and then I wrote my first song, which was Better Days, with a group of friends of mine. And then, uh, you know, and a lot of those times, you know, I didn't really know how to, uh, how the whole music thing worked. So I was over here getting, you know, I was one of those guys getting beats off of YouTube, you know what I'm saying? Not paying the producers, you know what I'm saying? And stuff like that. And uh, that's um, that's really how I got my start in, into the whole music thing. Yeah. And um, a little bit after that, I did a talent show with my boy, Shy, uh, uh, with my boy Shamir Bryant. I don't know where you at, Shamir Bryant, but I love you, dude. He from New Jersey. And we had won a talent show. And we came in first place. And when we came in first place and I saw all those people standing up and I saw those people like, you know, what I'm saying just exalting our name positively, positively. I said, yo, this is it right here. This is it. Y'all gonna have to excuse me if I mess up on some words because I didn't go to the school addiction like Diane Carroll or Sammy Davis Jr. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got so I'm, I don't have good education like that. So I might mess up on some words. But anyway, um, it was because of that. You know what I'm saying? I went home and. I started writing even more. And then before you know it, people were starting to know, like, yo, that's that dude that rap. They were starting, you know, because I because I didn't, I wasn't rapping about the streets. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't in the streets, so I can't rap about something I wasn't doing. So 
a lot of people was comparing me to people like Common Sense. And I was getting compared to Common. I was getting compared to a lot of, I guess, quote unquote, what they call positive rappers, mm-hmm. which I don't even know what that means. And um, and uh, I just took it in. I just took it. I just started to write more of what I knew. But then I started to get in trouble more, too, as well. You know, the more, you know, when you find your calling, when God puts into you like what you what he wants you to be, that's when trouble starts coming. And when you finally feel comfortable with what you feel like your goal is, that's when, you know, Satan comes and, and you know, saying he and he knocks you off your track. And I started to get into a lot of trouble, yo. I started to get into a lot of trouble. But all, but I, I thank God for everything that I went through, all of the troubles. I don't I'm not going to apologize for the stuff I've done because I've learned from it all. And I just, you know, what I'm saying all of that is what, you know, I feel like helped me to create just uh, the person that I truly want to be. I was sitting in a room and I was sitting with just, you know, it was just two friends of mine. And I was figuring out a name for myself because I was so disgusted with walking around with this name that I knew did not belong to me, you know? And they started, I said, how can I say I'm real? How can I say I'm this and that? And I'm walking around with something that just, that I know doesn't belong to me. So then it hit me, justice over brutality. My dad was always telling me to get a job, stop rapping, get your ass up and get a job, nigga. So I said, job, hmm, J-O-B, justice over brutality. And that's why I came home with justice over brutality, you know? And then, um, yeah, appreciate you, man. And, um, but, but like I said, that wasn't me. I can't, like, I want everybody to know this watching and I want, and I want you to know this, sir. I cannot take credit for anything that I'm, that I'm doing now or anything that I'm about to do or the words that are coming out of my mouth. You know, I'm not going to sit here and exalt myself. This is nothing but God's doing, you know, and I'm not no super holy God. Like I just got into it you know, believing in God. And it wasn't because of me being scared of a situation. It was because I knew that, you know, when you get into a situation, God will show you, all right, bro, I'm going to show you who I am. So I'm going to force you to sit still. I'm going to force you to, to, uh, to watch what I'm about to do. Because if you don't, if you don't uh, 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 take seriously with the, with the limited time I've given you with this precious thing we call life, then I'm going to take this gift away and I'm going to give it to this next dude who's in prison right now and about to get out and ready to change his life. You know what I'm saying? And that's cool too. But where I'm at right now, I'm, if I have to, I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice myself for the greater good of my people, for the greater good of the whole world. You know what I'm saying? With my music. So that's where America's Most Hated came from because I, I felt I was going through a period of just so much hate. And like I said, like that wasn't the best project in the world but and, and a lot of those beats, you know, something I got uh, I got from YouTube. But with with the with the with the with the little knowledge I had, um, I really feel like you know what I'm saying I made something that was you know that th- that was that was that was good. And I and I and I hope that answers your question. You know, I'm Pisces, so I talk in circles. No, you good. You know, but uh, you know, I just I just really 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 thank God that I was able to that I'm able to. Uh, appeal to certain people by just writing about what they, you know, writing about what people go through. That's all I want to do. I'm just a vessel that God put here. I'm nobody special. That's why I'm wearing this mask today because I don't want people to get so hung up on how good I look. <laughs> Cause I know I look good. I don't want people to get hung up on what I look like. I want people to get hung up about what's coming up out my mouth, you know, because sometimes as a people, you know, we're human. 
we can get so caught up on the flesh. We can get so caught up on what someone looks like that we forget, like, you know, what this person can actually do. You know, for example, if I came up here and, um, you know, I just came up here with like, you know, saying with, with, with this, with, 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 a, with a bad bitch just sitting, behind, sitting beside me. Right. No, not no, not to her. But there's people out there that are only look at her and, and ignore everything that I'm and ignore the truth that is coming out my mouth. And that's what I don't want to happen. So if I have to, I'll wear this mask forever and forever and ever just for people to really understand that I am not here for games. I am not here to play around. I'm not here to play. I am on God's time. Before we know it, we can be out of here like that, you know? And I'm so scared of God. Like I'm starting to, like I'm starting to like look at life so different because God is so serious. I feel like with the time that we're in right now, we're living in changing times. And if people don't really stand up and, 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 and acknowledge what's really going on instead of just acting like it's not and acting like there's always going to be a tomorrow, that we're going to be, excuse my language, you know, we're going to be, you know, fucked up out here because I feel like, you know, we're all going to be gone and then it's going to be our children, you know? So what is our children going to take on and, and teach the world? You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, you know, I'm not some guru. I'm not some super religious freak. You know, I smoke, I drink, I fuck, I do everything, but I'm not a rat or a sellout. I would never do that to my people. And I want everybody who's watching this to know that justice over brutality is no better than you. I'm probably the biggest do no sin. I'm probably the biggest sinner you've ever seen in your life. Hang out with me for a week. You know what I'm saying? Seriously. And so, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that, that led to America's most hated, better days, black and eyes, just songs that I was dropping, little songs that I was dropping locally that got my name known. So I hope that answers your question. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, what was it like growing up in Niagara Falls? Because, like, people, if people don't know, like, Niagara Falls is right, right there. It's 30 minutes away. Right. Like, 20, 20 minutes away from some places. But for, like, Buffalo and Niagara Falls, it's like, it feels like from here to New York City for some people. Because some people do not go out of Buffalo, right. the east side of Buffalo. And nobody goes out, out. Some people don't leave the lower half of fucking or the upper half of Niagara Falls. Thanks, yeah. And it's like, yo, the, and it's, it's the, I know people who have never been to Niagara Falls. Really? And live in the east side of Buffalo. Wow. Yo, man. there's people in Niagara Falls who've never been to Buffalo. And I find that so hard to believe, yo, th- that people have never been to like, Buffalo or the, people in that, but that, I believe you. That's yo, crazy, it's man. It's crazy because of the, the, the poverty, especially in Niagara mm. Falls. It's like, it's bad. It's crazy. As soon as you go, like, <laughs> that, that people are like, I heard someone say the other day, it was like, oh, it's only this section, but no, it's that section and all of this. Yeah. Because there's little, like, those little, I've been over there, that, like, I've taken Ubers and people are like, oh, you're waiting, like, you're waiting here for me. And they're coming back, cracked out their mind. Oh, man. And it's From like, Niagara Falls? Like, you take them to Niagara Falls. Uh-huh. And they just bought, you know they're buying some shit up in there because just those those apartments. I don't know where the fuck I was. Like, down maybe down Hyde or something like that. Highland? Yo, no, no you fucking. You said Highland? Like, I think so. Like, Hyde or Highland? Yo, <laughs> Highland, yeah, Yo, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like, they're like, they look like they would have been nice-ass apartments. But mm. they ran the fuck down. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's, a yo, lot of that. it's like it's spread out 
of like hoodness yeah. rather than like the east side is just like a big gigantic hood mm-hmm. it's like and now it's extending into like south buffalo and all of that oh, man. but like that spread out throughout and it's like it seems like niagara falls i do get it now niagara falls and baltimore Mm. Yeah, we were in Baltimore this year. Yo, Niagara Falls and Baltimore look more similar mm. because of the like, the like, like the struggles that we yeah, and that, and even in mm. because you look at it like how many businesses could be there and stuff could be there, but they don't have there yeah. what they could do there, and it, like, how do you feel about that, like Niagara Falls and what they could be doing? Um, you know what it is. Um, I think um, it's a, it has a lot to do with the with the leadership. The leadership who the people who are in control and not saying that they are the one and not saying that they're the only people that can do something about it because you know being a, a resident of niagara falls you know we, we could all stand together and do something about it but like and i hate to paint this sad ass picture and i hate but you asked me a question and i'm gonna give no, you yeah, my yeah, straight no, up no, answer yeah. man <sighs> i hate to paint i hate to say this man and i hate to like you know i know people get so tired of talking about this but it it goes back to slavery and if you don't fix the thinking, you will not fix the uh, the situation, you know, because mm-hmm. it's the people uh, we have a lot of politicians. And, you know, everybody knows how this politician game is run. You know, a lot of these guys, you don't see them until election, co- until election time. Right. So, well, in our community, because it's Niagara Falls is so small, you know, everybody's everybody's cousin. You know what I'm saying? And everybody is everybody's like relative. So it's all about, I feel like, you know, I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying, but I can't get in more trouble than I'm already in now. There is it, it, money, man. Whatever's keeping more money in the politicians' pockets, whatever keeping more money, whatever going to help them, you know, build more, uh, 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 you know, Niagara Falls welcome centers. They paid $45 million, 45, $47 million for a new for that welcome for center. For that welcome center in Niagara Falls. You're talking that, about that. That right? is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Where's this camera? Yeah. Right here, right? That is ridiculous. 47, 45 million dollars Yo, for a welcome center about that, where bro. black people and where people in general in Niagara Falls are, are in that much poverty? But this just goes to show you who are in control, who makes these decisions. So they want to make sure that people like myself are like hitting away. You know, I have to come to Buffalo to speak my truth here. Because a lot of the podcasts and a lot of the, the the people in Niagara Falls, they don't want this type of stuff to get out because they're related to the politician. They're related to the council to the council member. You know what I'm saying? So as, as long as we have ignorant people who are in leadership, as long as we have uh, 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 people who 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 just don't care about the lower income housing people, who don't care about poor people, as long as these type of people are in control, the more money they get, nothing's nothing's ever going to change. We as a people, we're going to have to do this. That 10-year-old kid in school who's writing right now, getting bullied, he's going to do this shit. The guy who, the, 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 um, uh, 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 that, that guy in high school who everybody is making fun of, who, that guy in high school, I pray that he doesn't commit suicide. These are the type of guys that we have to watch out for. Because these are the guys that's going to end up changing the way we think. It's going to end up inventing the next thing that's going to probably take over the world. But it's really, like I said, bro, it's the, it's, it's, as long as our people are walking with ignorance, the Bible says, so is a man. Think if he, so is he. You know what I'm saying? So as long as we have that, 
people who think the way they think, nothing is going to change. It's not, it's not, it's, I'm telling you, it's not even, it's not, we can't, no longer as black folks should we just blame constantly. We know who the, who the enemy is. We know who, you know what I'm saying, who put us in slavery and captivity for 400 years. We know who is not trying to give us our reparations, but what are we going to do about it? Are we going to keep complaining? Are we going to keep, you know, doing these whole, you know, these bullshit marches that they don't, that, that, that is nothing more than a photo op? Are we going to keep doing these? Or are we going to actually stand up and really, you know, just take it back to the 1970s and 1980s when Huey P. Newton was standing up, you know what I'm saying, with the Black Panthers, right before uh, J. Edgar Hoover, who was nothing more than a feminine brother behind closed doors who just really was a racist and wanted to stop the Black Panther movie, just like he killed Malcolm and put Marcus Garvey into the situation he was in. As long as we have people like that, because that guy was the head of FBI. And he shut down an entire Black Panther movement and killed Fran Hampton because he didn't like the stuff that black folks was talking about to uplift their communities. There was, they copied, they copy everything that black folks do. They, they went around and said that, hey, they, 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 the Black Panthers was the first ones to put out that, uh, that free lunch program. They took that and they, they squashed the Black Panthers, the Black Panthers and now took over the free lunch programs. So now we see that. So that's really the free lunch programs came from the Black Panther movement. So this is what I'm trying to tell you. So it's because it's, it's, if we don't change the thinking, man, nothing is going to change. Nothing is going to change. Church people got to think, got to change the way they think. Uh, 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 high educated folk got to think the way they got to change the way they think. Some of our street dudes got to change the way they think. And it's and it, it's all it's all and we all got to work together because if we don't, we all going to be fucked. You know what I'm saying? And it ain't just gonna be Niagara Falls. Sooner or later it's gonna happen to us. It's gonna happen to, you know, I've already seen, you know, Buffalo. Y'all, y'all got, I don't know what it is, man. I don't even want to say this, but like Buffalo, man, like y'all got such a, y'all must got some really strong chosen people here because the shit that I've seen that happened to y'all city over the past year or so, man, it's crazy. So, and the only time, and I want to encourage everybody out there, you know, saying the residents of Buffalo, y'all went through something that was crazy. A guy just coming into tops and just, you know, taking the precious lives of, of, of innocent people. You know, I have to take a pause for a second to let God speak to my mind. He told me to just let everybody know that it's going to be all right. Keep fighting, keep the strength and keep moving because this because as soon as y'all stop doing that, the enemy is going to look at y'all like y'all weak and they're going to take that time to come in and try and just tear up the precious unity that y'all have here. The fact that when that shit happened here, I saw everybody on the news come together and it, and it, it hurt me that it took for that to happen. But it's a beautiful thing that everybody came together because now that that didn't happen, I, pr I promise and I pray that y'all stick together and never allow a coward to come in y'all city and do that crap again. Please, I promise, brothers, please stick together. Sisters, please stick together. Or rappers, please stick together. Because this is y'all city. You understand what I'm saying? And that, that just breaks my heart, you know what I'm saying? You know, I, I don't want to talk about this too much because I'm going to get mad. No, yo, that shit, that should be hurting me. That shit's like, you have to drive past that shit. Oh, Look at a mural. And like, it's like, yo, that's what. They shut that top down or no? No, nah, it's reopened. I was about to say. They did like a remodel and there's like a fountain and stuff. There's a big project going on outside, but Tom Brady, the guy, one of the guys that works here with us, is 
lost like three family members Jeez. from the shooting. He lives like a block from the the top, so we're pretty familiar. It was it was crazy. And I agree with you real quick, side note. The things that I've seen on Jefferson for like the following few months. Yeah, that shit was dope. Love it. It's beautiful, man. You seen the Bills players going, you seen everybody there. Yes. Like yeah, and you're like, oh, they're on the east side? For yeah. real? Like, yo, who's on the east side? Like, like you see vehicles that like you'll never see on the east side on the east side. And I and I and I, I want to say something right quick. When that happened, I caught I caught some flack because of something that I said. And I think people kind of like took my words the wrong way. And I, and it was probably and it's probably not even what I said. It was just the time that I said it. Because when people are going through what they're going through, a lot of people who feel like, excuse me, they have something to say, you know, they want to voice their opinion. Yeah. And I feel like at that time, that's what I did. And I feel like I said and what I had said was um, I said that, you know, because at the time I was going through my own beef with somebody and I had went ahead and I had said, you know, instead of, uh, you know, since that happened, you know, instead of people going out of their way to attack their own kind, they need to, you know, step up and make sure that, you know, brothers isn't coming into their community and killing their own people. Now, even though what I said might have been just, you know, man, might have been right. It was still the wrong time. And I want to just apologize to just like, you know, a few of the people who I offended when I said those words at such a vulnerable time. You know what I'm saying? God has <laughs> sat me down for that. God has uh, really, I hate to use the word punish. He put me in my place for that. And he let me know. And he, and I remember I was in the bathroom and he told me, he said, boy, you may feel like you anointed. You may feel like you just that, but you are not appointed to say anything. You sit down and you keep your mouth shut. And you let my children grieve. I say nothing more about that. But this so so a few people who were so close to the tragedy, I feel like may have just heard what I said and was just like, man, you shouldn't have said that, dog. It was just the wrong time. So that's why I wanted to apologize to people out there who are watching your podcast because I hate to apologize, but when I know I'm wrong, so that's really what I want to say about that. Um, you know, because, um, you know, that was that was deep. That was really deep. And I watched uh, I, I drove, you know, to the joint. You know, I saw just all the people and I saw. But this is what I'm talking about. This didn't happen 300 years ago. This didn't happen in the 60s, everybody. This happened in today. And we have people out there who are in their rooms strategizing on how to destroy good people. Not even just black folks anymore, but just good people. Yeah, you know they're targeting different groups. You know, it's not, it doesn't have to be, now it's not, it only doesn't have to be uh, if you're black or Hispanic. Now now they're going after, uh, oh, Arab. Yeah. Or now, because of the what's going on now, the Palestinian, mm. and then you got... Uh, the Jew, they're going like, oh, I'm not going to like Palestinians. I'm not mm-hmm. going to like Jewish people. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to like uh, LGBT community. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, why do y'all all strategize or hate Ooh. because of how somebody, because of how they feel or what they practice or the color of their skin? Like, 
Can't nobody fucking change the color of your skin, first of all. So how are you going to hate somebody for that? Right. The the religion is something you believe in. How are you going to hate somebody for that? Right. Like, yeah. the shit just never makes sense. And then, like, I remember back in the day, you wasn't even supposed to talk about, like, who you were voting for. Right, yeah. And now, you know, like, there'd be family members that don't talk to each other because you voted for Trump, yeah. you voted for Biden. Yeah. Like, yo, who gives a fuck? Who like, gives a fuck, bro? <laughs> like, who gives a that now, yo, for real, for me, bro? it's like, who... Like there's something we're supposed to be doing something yeah. more than being mach- like machines and robots for fucking people to make billions of dollars. Like art like go back to musicians who are putting like their life like signing their lives for three sixty deals. Mm-hmm. Uh, an eighteen year old signing up for the military. Just for free college. Just for free college. Uh, um, who don't you don't even know why you why during a war why you're at war. You know, so I'm so glad you brought this up because I have a lots of friends, and I'm sure you do as well. Yeah. People who just got up and you know I went did to it. the huh? I did it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why did you go for free school? <laughs> free school, bro. It was it was oh, yo, the, uh, remember you were in fucking sixth grade, bro. In my head, this was it. You were in sixth grade and right. you've seen the towers, and they're at war for that still. Like, you can make a difference. Oh, and your family's gonna fucking look at you differently in like a positive, great way. Man. Right? <laughs> and then you're gonna, and then like, oh, yo, and on top of it, I get free college and I'm gonna get a fucking master's degree and fucking something. That I never fucking got a master's degree in. Yo. I didn't even fucking get to take college in the army because <laughs> that free college they give you, they don't fucking give you no time to do the free college. In the unit I was in, there was no time. Oh, wow. Like deployment, there's no time to do fucking college. How's there time to do college when your brain is fucking on 10 all day long? All day long, man. Like. All day long. Like, um. So I joined for all, like a couple reasons, but it was like, I was making myself believe these reasons because I was just like, the real reason is get the fuck out of here and I'm still back here. And hey, yo, bro, we've all been there, man. It's like you want to leave here, but it's like, yes, sir. The city is like, but then it's like, yo, the city's beautiful and mm-hmm. I want to build the city. Mm-hmm. Like, you're doing it, man. I'm trying. Like, you're doing it, brother. I want this shit to be like where, like, a media outlet uh, for Buffalo because this should be an art hub, but it's like, we got to build the city. Like, that's why I was like, so- that's where a fashion district would, would have been yeah. is where in Niagara Falls, but they fucked that. Like, that is not a fashion district at all. Mm. Like, the fucking fashion outlets, yeah. that, that should have been Niagara Falls could be the fashion district. It but could, man. It, 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 they it could, could do that. a lot, man. Man. What the, look at the other side. That shit pisses me off every time that I have to go to the other side to do dope ass shit. Mm-hmm. Like I got across the border. Why can't I just go to this side and we have the same type of shit? Yeah. Like a little mini Vegas or something that's making profitable, that there's nice living apartments and nice shit and more shit for people to do. Mm-hmm. The nightlife in Buffalo. Like the shit is just whack. Yeah. Like, you know, Niagara Falls, there's even work. Like, there's nothing that you go to the casino. Yeah. 
And that's and that, and that just goes to show you just where where the uh, the economy but that's not, is. But that's not even that that that's how the natives have to make their money mm-hmm. because that's the way they're getting. They gave them this little tiny piece of land yeah. that used to all be theirs already. They you, you, here you get that. Oh, you can build this this and this on that. So a casino and gas. Yeah, that's a profitable because that's what society is like pushing you to go do mm-hmm. like go like how many commercials pop up a day probably for the casino yeah for anything like gambling now lots like you going through your phone and just draft draft kings picks whatever it is and you're just like yo tv social like tv you watch the news and it's all everything they want their agenda to be Everything. The whole agenda. Everything. And I'm, oh, wow. See, see, I wasn't going to say nothing, but see, since you said that, a few months ago, I'll say it on this show. A few months ago, uh, we were um, insulted by the police department, NFPD, and uh, the state of New York. And uh, I have a lawsuit out against the state of New York and the police department for 25 mil. And when I announced that I was going to do that, that's when they took the money that they were supposed to put in back into the city and built that $45 million, you know, welcome center thing, you know? So the city is crooked, bro, all over. And like the natives, like, like you said, they had to take their money and do what they had to do with it. Yeah. Because, you know, and that's exactly, see, when you're an oppressed people and a government is giving you money like that for their time of oppressing you, you can have the power to do things like that. They, see, they still are, though. Look at the, how, how much hold they have on them. Mm-hmm. Like you can't like the Buffalo one. They couldn't build a hotel. They were supposed it was supposed to be a hotel and a casino. And Buffalo, just like, yeah, the same the same way yours looks is how it's supposed to look there. The same way it looks in Salamanca. You know something? Because I used to always wonder why there were people f- coming from Buffalo to come to our casino and because not because y'all have the hotel. Oh, okay. It's also different. Sorry, no, I'm gonna interrupt. They're they're also different. Like they're not allowed to have what Niagara Falls has as far as the floor. So like you guys have like there I think in Buffalo it's all slots. Uh, no, no, all there's tables. No, it's only like two things. No, there's tables, bro. Yeah, but I go. it's not it's not the same. Like you gotta I'm look up what you're talking about because it was it's in the the whole thing that you're talking about. It was in the agreements like what they can have. The fact that I think you can't do. More it's not as levels. it's not as many at all. Like mm. it's only like it's like as if you're walking into like that like one of those slot places. It's got like. They got like five or six little tables, like, mm-hmm. like, and then they got the high limit area. But like, you go to the other casino, you're walking through like, for like, you can walk all the way around, and they have tables for days on two sides. These are allowed to. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, the it's in the 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 size that they gave them was like, and the height and everything. Mm-hmm. They limited their height of the building. Because they didn't want that to be the focal point of their downtown. Like, I feel that's my opinion, is yeah. they didn't want that to be the most beautiful building downtown. Wow. They didn't want that to be like everyone's going there to stay. Because I feel like those hotels would have lost out. They're building A lot that money. of them would have lost out. Yeah. The yeah. gas stations over there are probably losing out. Like Bosch's and all that. Mm. 
because of the, the, the cigarette prices now, everybody in the hood can go right there. <laughs> Man, you know, if, if y'all do go, if y'all do end up going to Niagara Falls and checking out the casino, tell them to let me back in. I'm banned. So, Damn. yeah, I'm banned. You want to hear about it? I'll tell you. Nah, go ahead. <laughs> so, your boy, Justice Over Brutality, I'm banned from Seneca Casino. I was working there as a security guard, you know what I'm saying, uh, back in 2019. Late 2019, I was a security guard, you know, probably the wackest security guard that, you know, they had, you know what I'm saying, because I don't, what am I going to catch somebody for? Uh, uh, my, my dad was sick. He was going through stage uh, four lung cancer at the time. And I had to take a little bit of time off of work to take care of him because I have no family members around that was willing to help me out during that time. So I had to take care of my dad while he was sick. Then while I was um, gone, I came back. While I was gone, it was said that I was planning on taking $10 million out of the casino. Man, they fired me for my job. I, I, my dad passed like a week later. And you know what I'm saying? It was all because of that. It was all because of that. That 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 that, I, that, I, that I created, I feel like such a, a a beautiful song, man. I went home that night, and I went home like the night of my the night of my dad's death, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I went home and I just started to write my ass off. I wrote my ass off. I swear to God, bro. I wrote black yeah. I wrote black trees in like maybe a minute, maybe a minute or two. You know what I'm saying? And well, the first verse, <laughs> and you know, it's everything that I've been through. And that's and, and, and right there. How many people do you know could go through something like that? Could just lose their job, lose they lose their parent that they're taking care of. You lose you lose your uh, your, your so-called girlfriend at that time. You lose three things in like a week. You know what I'm saying? I was facing I was man. I was, I'm not supposed to be here talking to you, man. I was supposed to be dead somewhere. I was supposed to be gone. You know what I'm saying? You know how many times that I took my motherfucker. You know how many times that I took something and put it to my head? And said, and said, I want, I can't deal with this no more. I don't want to do this no more. I'm tired of it, you know. But I thank God I went through all of that. Like if you, like if somebody, pay, I, you couldn't pay me to go to the Niagara Falls Casino. You know what I'm saying? This may be something crazy to say, but I feel like I'm better than them. <laughs> They'll have to pay me just to walk up in there and show my face. Hell, I, if they did pay me, I'd probably walk up, take a big shit, and then walk the fuck out. I, I, I just, that's just where I am in my life. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, like I said, God has got us here for such a short amount of time. So when things like that happen, I'm like, okay, now God, what am I going to do now? Was you working there when the dude was stealing, like he was taking the hundred dollar joints? Oh no, that was the Buffalo joint. He was uh No, I don't the one cat was fucking robbing the the dealer was mm -hmm. getting the casino. Word. For fucking hundreds of dollars a day. <laughs> I don't know, they but didn't, hey. They didn't find out, I guess, until months after. Mm -hmm. And then they got him, they caught him one day at work. Man, let me man, let me tell you how let me tell you how God works. And I, I hate to say bad. I hate to I hate, I hate to be those type of people that when something bad happens to your enemy, you say that's what God did. No, sometimes you know what I'm saying, they be going through their own thing and that's just whatever. But I just told you what happened with dude. Now my boss who fired me, like two months later, he's suffered from cancer. You know what I'm saying? Damn. So this is this is the type of stuff that I'm talking about. When you stay prayed up and when you're a good hearted person, when you're going out of your way to do something nice for somebody. So like to you, this may be just a little thing letting me on here and talk to you. But I pray nothing but abundance over your life for letting me come to your show and speak. All of y'all, you know what I'm saying? Because it's not easy to let somebody who has no filter come up and speak on your show. You know, and just speak on a platform until, you know, everybody's so like, oh, you, you can't say that. You can't say that. You can't say that. So, the, you know, and a lot of, I, you know, before I even, you know, uh, 
talk to you. I, 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 I went in and I, I went in and I reached out to a couple more podcasts, people who I actually knew, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. From Buffalo. And they were not trying to give me the light of day, man. And you let me come up here and speak, bro. And, and I just pray nothing but abundance. Whatever anybody is going through, you know what I'm saying? I pray that y'all really rise above that. Buffalo, I pray that y'all rise above that, man, because y'all got some strong people in the city. Y'all like the, y'all got the Griselda, man. I, I, you know, people are probably not going to like me saying this, but yo, a lot of people got to give it up to Griselda, bro. Because if it wasn't for them brothers really coming out and really sticking, staying true to the art form of hip hop, and not switching up their styles when they were on the come up. I mean, yeah, they do a little trap shit here, but they were still staying true to the hip hop. These dudes in their 30s broke down that door so people could look at motherfuckers in Buffalo and possibly look at niggas in Niagara Falls. So you'll never catch me checking niggas. You know what I'm saying? Checking niggas who really, you know what I'm saying, really did something. I pray nothing. And, and it was because of that. God don't like that. God don't like y'all, you know, putting light on a, on a, on a great city like this. A lot of God fearing people here. A lot of praying people here. God, the, the, the devil, Satan don't like that. So we're going to try and do whatever he can to try and break this city apart. You know what I'm saying? And, and I pray that y'all stay, stay together. And you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, God forbid, I pray that nothing like that ever happens again, ever happens again. Because I, I feel a strong, I'm not no like strong Christian dude, but I feel like an anointing over like, like as soon as we got to Buffalo, man. And it's not like I'm like some dude that's just like never been to Buffalo and be like happy. No, like so, I've been to Buffalo millions of times, but it's something about today that as soon as I got to Buffalo, man, I, it was just this, this incredible like feeling of, we, you know, we're driving around, we're looking around and we're just like, man, you know, look at this brother right here. Look at this brother right here. Look at these brothers right here. Just standing around, you know what I'm saying? I said, man, they have no idea that I see such great in them. You know what I'm saying? Like I felt, an, I felt a strong grace and atmosphere as soon as I walked up in here. You know, I didn't know what I was gonna say. Like we we canceled a couple of times before even doing this, and I thank God for that because I was able to just you know you know because I didn't want to come here and just talk you know nonsense. Yeah. I wanted everybody, including myself, to get something out of this uh, uh, short time that we have together today. You know, um, so, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm just I'm just in a point where I am I see nothing but the future. And I honestly feel like that God is working with everybody in this room, everybody who's watching. I don't care if you gay. I don't care if you got three pussies or 10 dicks in one body. But I'm telling you right now. That God has something, you know what I'm saying? God has something in store for everybody. You did a lovely interview with a, with a young lady here who is an activist, and I believe she's a poet. I can't call her name. Jillian. Jillian. Jillian Great interview, man. Yeah, Great so interview, dope, man. man. I got so much. I watched that interview, um, and I just was, because, you know, I'm not from Buffalo. And, you know, they don't. there's not a lot of talk radio anymore. You know what I'm saying? You know, sometimes you will find guys that would do like, I'm talking about when you're driving in your car. Yeah. You know, there's not, there's not a lot of like talk radio that talks about the stuff that's going on in Buffalo. So it's so great that I tuned into your podcast and I was able to just get more in tune about what was going on in your city. Cause sometimes the news only tell us what they want us to know. You know what I mean? So, you know, just the interview you did with her was dope. And a lot of the other interviews you do with a lot of other artists, you know what I'm saying, that I see come from the same, you know what I'm saying, streets that, that, that I do. And I was just like, man, I got to come up on your show. Yeah, I, I got to come on your show. Yo, the, the, the matter of fact, we got to do those book boxes with Jillian. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
I just you reminded me of that shit. Yeah, man. She's she, yeah, she's dope. That shit, yeah, that shit is dope. Do y'all have that in uh Niagara Falls? Like boxes with that y'all can put books in? Yes, yes we do. Yep. I, uh in the like the in the like urban areas. Though. Yep. Okay. At, at the parks and stuff like that, a lot, a lot, a strongly around the urban area. Yeah, that's I, dope. And it's, I'll, I'll be so happy sometimes when I see them shits uh, empty sometimes because it lets me know they finally getting them books out of there, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, it, I don't know who came up with that idea, but that was a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> really great idea. Get, we're about to post like a bunch of those shits, but that's I'm going to fill bro. that shit up. Because yeah. I got so many, I'll, I'll buy the shit out of books for kids. You know, and I want to commend you too because a lot, not a lot of podcasts. People who do podcasts, not a lot of people, bro, talk about real stuff that happens in the community. You know, people who are living in Buffalo get on their podcast and they just talk to about nothing. You understand? And I'm not knocking nobody, you know what I'm saying? Because God loves everybody. You understand what I'm saying? But just for just to be able to have strong, meaningful dialogue that can help spark the brain of somebody watching this, you know, Man, bro, I, I know this ain't drink champs or nothing, but can we just clap for this brother? Please. I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm serious, man. I'm serious. Everybody out there, please come to Space Style Podcast. If you don't, you're slipping. Yo, so um, when do you think that your next project's going to drop? Man, Book of Joe. Thank you. Book of Joe, because I'll be up here talking about the world all yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Yo, the Book of Joe, I'm telling y'all, it's coming out. And I'm telling y'all, whew, I don't want to say too much. I've been working on this joint since motherfucking 2022. You understand what I'm saying? Because I believe in putting out the best work that I could put out. You know, I'm not just in the studio for like two hours and then going off smoking some weed. I'm really in this goddamn studio. I'm really working every day to try and make the best album I could possibly be. Now, there's so many people out there who are like, you know, like you're still coming up and you're still like, you know what I'm saying, da, 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 focus on like doing this. But I know what I fell in love with when I first turned, when I first started listening to music. People don't make albums no more, man. People don't have nothing, like something you can like ride with. And see where I am, I'm, I'm so blessed and fortunate to be in a place where I can focus on, you know what I'm saying, my art. So, a lot of the songs, when I was stuck in a place of, you know, uh, uh, temptation and being angry at the, at everybody, wanting to like get revenge on everybody, God said, okay, you can't write. I had writer's block and I couldn't write nothing. And then I had my daughter, you know what I'm saying? So then that became about that. And it was just certain things that I felt like was hindering my growth a little bit. But I, I got to a point where uh, the music just started to hit me again, you know? So, you know, I got to a point where I was writing shit like, you know, uh, 27 and I barely made it. Got me trapped in the city where they want me caged in the basement. I got my weight up trying to do my best to keep my head up, but I go crazy slapping nigga if they want to diss us. Never mind the life I live or what they thought I was. Everything you tried to see already knew it cuz. I was born black and bitter, liquor in my liver. Bitch niggas pulling guns to kids, pulling triggers. And damn right I hate the life that I live. Government, they want me slaving in the country I built. Reparations from the babies and the mommies you killed. Then maybe we could talk about some loving and being healed. But uh, right now I gotta grab a gat. Choice do I have? My own kind. The cops are on attack, can't even use a phone. Sure, them haters tapping in. Young black males, they want to see us all slaves again, and I don't even know why. They try to sit and lie to me, talk about they want love, peace, and equality. Slaving at a job, how the fuck they gonna respect me? I'd rather put my own on and build a fucking dynasty. But when I was young, I used to build and hang with old homies until they started slinging dope, and now they don't know me. It's clear to me a lot of niggas want me dead now. They hate to see your brother lie real speaking proud. When I wrote that, I said, I got something. 
when I spit that for my barber, when I spit that for uh, uh, this old guy who don't even listen to rap, he said, you got something, kid. And I just knew. A man, listen, fair, like Farrakhan said, you can't, a man can't write no songs really about what's really going on unless he really got God all up in him. You know what I'm saying? So like I said, I didn't write that shit, yo. God did. I can't take no credit. So like I said, this album that I'm about to drop, when this thing's dropped, I'm not taking no garbage. I'm not taking none of that talk, none of this social media talk these dudes be doing. I'm not, I'm not for that. I have a higher purpose. And this is God's work. God has won the motherfucking victory. You understand me? And as long as I'm here breathing, I'm going to put this truth in my music and I'm going to become one of the greatest of all time. Uh, and I guarantee it. Y'all watch this interview in the next five years. I'm going to become the greatest of all time. I have not, I'm in no competition with nobody at all. I don't want to be in competition with nobody. If there was a nigga in competition with me, you know, in the room with me and I'm trying to work on some shit, I'd probably kick the motherfucker out because I want everybody to be great within themselves. I'm all for friendly competition. Now, that's something different. But, you know, there's a difference. There's a fine line between friendly competition and just a nigga who just want to doubt right, kick you up out the motherfucking spot before you even, you know, get to where you want to be. You understand? And we all got people like that. But I'm blessed to be around people who really want me to succeed. And as long as I have that, as long as I I don't I don't care if I'm liked by everybody, as long as I'm, you know, just as long as I got just two or three people praying for me, hoping that I do well. I honestly believe that there's listen. Hey, nobody. Nobody. Is going to stop justice over brutality and nobody is going to stop you, you or you. As long as y'all believe in yourself, keep believing in yourself. Listen, I'm telling you, they told Moses, they told Mo- Moses fucking, Moses carved the Red Sea, had everybody walking through it, trying to get to the other side. You, you got some people who are, too, who, are, who are so busy with trying to beat somebody else that they, that they will end up getting caught and get fucked up by Pharaoh and they'll get left behind and drowned. It's the, it's, and then you got some people who just want to make it to the other side. And that's where I am. I just want to make it to the other side. You understand what I'm saying? That I just want to inspire those and I want to exalt those that, and, and I want to be able to look at those people who broke down these doors for me. I don't want nothing from niggas. Just tell them thank you. Cause that's all a nigga, a real nigga can say to a nigga that didn't, you know, that, 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 that didn't really put in that work to break down doors just to make it easier for rappers like myself. I gotta, all you can say is thank you. That's it. So when this album drops, you know, I hope everybody sees that it's nothing but the God all up in me. You know what I'm saying? I put so much work into the book of Job. My father's on the front cover of it because my father was a single, single dad raising us. I used to watch my old ass dad in his 60s braiding my little sister's hair. I used to watch everybody on our block call us dirty, stinking bad. My dad was... My dad was born in the 1940s, like I told you, and my dad built um, the garage that we had. My dad was a carpenter. You know, he was good with his hands in days where it, it, it didn't mean nothing for a brother to have the smarts. You know what I'm saying? If, if it, just because you had a good education and, and back in those days, it didn't mean that you were able to take care of your family and have a good job. You had to be good with your hands. You had to learn how to build, construct and stuff like that. And so my dad was so smart. He skipped the fourth or fifth grade. 
and he was put in the sixth grade. And when he was put in the sixth grade, my grandfather told him that he was needed on the field. He was needed on the farm. So he had to pull my dad out of school in sixth grade. And because of that, my dad was forever shorted up on his education. He could barely read and write. You got to understand how hard it was for me to ask my dad to help me with a spelling test. Now, shout out to all my people who went to Maple Avenue Elementary School because, man, I couldn't spell a lick. I probably still can't spell like I, like I really want to. It's a struggle for me to even like do certain things. That's why, that's why I said in the beginning, forgive me for my bad diction because I didn't go to the school of Diane Carroll and Sammy Davis School of Diction. And it, but I thank God for it all. You understand? We didn't have we didn't even have a shower in our home for years. I, I, I spent the majority of my young adult life taking thought baths. You understand what I'm saying? And uh, it was just. <laughs> I'm so grateful because so many people out there don't even get the chance to be around a parent that really even gave a damn, you know, like now, you know, you know, I know some people who don't even have parents who don't have homes and they just wish they had my old ass daddy there to help them out a little bit, you know, cause my dad was, a, my dad, like I told you, was good with his hands. You know what I'm saying? That's all he knew. That's all he knew. He would, he could build, then I, I, I could watch him take out a car and put the car together in like a matter of hours. He was just that good, but because he had no education, he could only go so far. My dad was picking apples, you know, under the table, picking apples on everybody's farm just to make a living so me and my sister can have something. Well, everybody at school was laughing at me. Everybody thought I was slow and retarded. You understand what I'm saying? But I thank God, because if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be the strong man that you see before you today. You understand? You know, and I, because I, I want to take this time to exalt all the good fathers out here that are really trying to take care of their kids, because we don't get a lot of good fathers don't get the recognition they deserve don't get the attention and the respect they deserve. There's good fathers out here and who are the head of their homes. And there's a, and there's a energy out here that wants to remove the fathers from their homes so that these kids can take over. And, and the mom is so stressed out to now she has to get on welfare. And then the welfare becomes the new daddy. You know what I'm saying? That's what they want. And as long as we got strong men like my father around, I, I don't weep for the next generation. I don't, because my, I'm just grateful for everything that my dad done. And that's the reason why the book of Job is coming out. And that's the reason why I made the book of Job. You know what I'm saying? So many nights I cried. So many nights I prayed. So many nights. That's, that's all this is, this album is. That's not, it's not to be better than the next dudes. I just want to be able to tell my story. That's all it is. That's all the book of Job is. And the book of Job is going to be out early. 2024, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's all that is, you know? And I just, I just thank everybody who's been supporting me so far. Uh, even if you listen to me one time, I don't take it for granted. I don't take anything for granted. I try not to. I've made so many mistakes. I have nothing to hide. Um, I've made so many mistakes. So many, uh, so many times I felt like that I couldn't uh, 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 make it to the next level. You know what I'm saying? But I'm telling you the power of prayer, the power of believing in yourself, the power of praying for other people, the power of, uh, y'all didn't catch that. The power of praying for other people that you don't even know. You know what I'm saying? Cause God will say, wait a minute, you know what? I'm going to bless you just, just because you pray for that person when nobody else would. There is nothing better. I don't care how many Grammys I'm going to get. 
I don't care how many awards I'm going to get. I don't care how many records I'm going to sell. None of that is going to mean more than when I die. And then I hear my God say, good job, my faithful servant. That's all. That's all this is about. That's all it's about for me. I just want to do my part as a soldier. I'm a nobody. I'm really a nobody. I ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? I just want to be the best I can be as far as doing his will. And it sometimes it may not be right to everybody. You know, sometimes doing his will may just be. Sometimes the right thing just may not be the right thing. You understand? And I'm willing to take these blows. I'm willing to be assassinated. I'm willing, I'm willing to have everybody assassinate me. I'm willing to have people, you know, not really get to understand me. I'm willing to be lied on. I'm willing to go through it all because if it, because that's what the great leaders before me had to do to get to where they wanted to be in life. And a lot of them died before they saw the freedom that uh, they wanted to be. But I'm, but I'm here to say this, that no matter what, I want to encourage anybody who's watching out there, no matter what you got going on, I don't care if you are broke. I don't care if you have, if you have no home. I don't care if you have no family. I don't care, brother. I don't care if you, if you down on your luck dog and you ain't got nobody to call. Sister, I don't care if that man is not home and it's just you and that beautiful baby. Keep going. Do not stop because of you, because if you let, if you stop, you're letting the enemy win. I could, I, I encourage everybody out there, no matter what your situation is, please be stronger. Please keep going. Cause that's all I'm here to do is encourage nobody. I'm not here to put nobody down. Like Ross said, like Rick Ross said, I'm here to make you feel better and not make you feel worse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For real. Yo, so where can I find you at? You can find me on Instagram, J dot O dot B underscore official. You can find me. My Twitter was hacked by the powers that be. I don't know. So I'm, I'm, I'm taking a pause right now on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Facebook. I have two pages, Justice Over Brutality. That's Justice and that's Over A-V-A Brutality. And uh, shoot, man. Yeah, man, you can find me, bro. Oh, www.justiceoverbrutality.com. The Book of Joe will be there. And uh, you know what I'm saying? That's all I can say right now. That's all I can say. Too. I won't speak on too much. Make sure you all go like, subscribe, do all that cool shit. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. I no appreciate y'all tapping in. Peace.